I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychX, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is weed is more dangerous than you think. So I've worked with a lot of guys who use cannabis in some form or another. And I also live in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is sort of like ground zero with respect to recreational cannabis use. And I've noticed that there is a general attitude that weed is a harmless drug that requires deeper examination. Now, there are certainly some truth to this. For example, folks can't overdose on marijuana like they could on heroin or meth. So in this sense, cannabis is not dangerous with respect to its toxicity profile. And it also generally doesn't generate much in the way of physiological dependence. Physiological dependence is when your body adapts to expect a certain amount of substance from your daily use. For instance, when folks develop physiological dependence to alcohol, which is a neurodepressant, their sympathetic nervous system ramps up in expectation of the booze. This is why if they don't drink, heavy users can break out in sweats, have terrible headaches, and suffer a host of other problems. In fact, alcohol, if you didn't know, is one of the few drugs the withdrawal from which can actually prove fatal. Their sympathetic nervous system goes nuts and they go into cardiac arrest, which is why heavy users might need to detox under medical supervision. You don't see those kinds of things with weed. We might argue that it's psychologically addictive, but it's not really physiologically addictive like a lot of other drugs out there. So these are kind of the arguments for why weed is harmless. But I'm here to argue that it's this patina of harmlessness that makes weed a Trojan horse. It looks harmless, but it actually carries within it a really dangerous liability. And the main liability associated with weed use is that weed makes you think that you are using your time well. It's as simple as that. When people are high, they could watch paint dry and think it's fascinating. When people are high, they think they are more creative, more intelligent, and more productive than they actually are. If you don't believe me, try rereading some of the things that you wrote while you were high when you're sober. What might have made sense to you in that state of consciousness doesn't quite make sense anymore. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, then please consider sending this video to someone who might benefit from its message. It's word of mouth referrals like this that really help the channel to grow. And if you're thinking about going to grad school, then be sure to check out my top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. You can use the coupon code PSYCH for 10% off all membership plans. Now, why do so many young people use weed? Well, besides the opportunity for socializing, which is a huge draw for that drug, a lot of young guys get into weed because, well, their lives aren't that great. Let's be real, it's actually very, very hard to be a young man, and our culture doesn't really recognize that whatsoever. You're kind of useless to other men because you have no skills or experience, and women don't want you because you're generally poor and irresponsible. The lifestyle of many young men sucks. So a lot of young guys, because they don't have a lot going on in their lives, they kind of use weed to emotionally cope with their circumstances. And on some level, this makes sense. Like, if your circumstances are miserable and you can do nothing about them, 
it makes sense to try to accommodate yourself to that reality emotionally. I don't begrudge anyone that use of the drug. However, the real question is, is it actually true that there's nothing you can do to affect your shitty situation? For some people, for a certain amount of time, it may be true that there's little to nothing they can do to make their situation instrumentally better in the near future. However, for the vast majority of people, that's bullshit. There are things that they can do to make their situation better. They won't necessarily move the needle right away, but as a young man, time is on your side. Yes, it is. Jagger was not singing about the ladies in that song. So efforts accumulate, and over time, you can really change your lifestyle so that you're not in such a shitty situation anymore. And once you succeed in doing that, the appeal of getting high will lessen. This is because being high is generally a way of accommodating to the harsh and unpleasant aspects of reality. However, if your situation is pleasant, meaningful, rewarding, and fulfilling, you actually won't want to avoid reality. You'll want to be present for your life as much as possible for as long as possible. So it's actually possible to raw dog reality if you have a fairly decent life. And that's something that folks can affect, maybe not immediately, but generally over time. Weed, however, saps people's motivation to make that change. The real danger with weed is not that it's acutely dangerous, but that it kind of makes the user's shitty situation more tolerable, which allows it to continue much longer through time. And in this way, weed keeps folks gently trapped for years in circumstances that they might long ago have been able to change. Now, when folks stop using and they come into increased emotional contact with how unpleasant their situation is, things get harder. Things get worse. However, that's actually kind of a good thing. That's because miserable situations are unsustainable. Weed makes a potentially miserable situation tolerable, which keeps users in that situation longer. If, on the other hand, you remove that tolerance and you feel the reality of your situation, you're not just going to throw your hands up in the air and say, well, I guess it's a lifetime of pain and misery for me. You will do things to escape that pain. I guarantee it. Even suicidally depressed people run out of burning buildings. You may have previously been using weed to escape that pain, but if that route is now blocked by your will, you will find other ways to get out. You gotta trust yourself on that. Not here to shame or blame anyone for using, just offering my thoughts. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to the channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thanks for listening.